Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, elder candidate at Redeemer Fellowship. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. We had a nice night last night. Yeah, we uh, we had a date night. Date night. Date night. It and, was, uh, and then we brought our wives. Yeah, yeah, it was good. They liked it. They enjoyed it. They liked they it. They enjoyed it. You know, do you think they felt like uh, the third and fourth wheel of our motorcycle? Um, I, I felt like I think maybe they felt like they were in the uh, what's that passenger car next? You know the what caboose? I mean? Caboose. I mean the caboose. No, on the, the caboose. I'm the not talking caboose? about that. I'm talking about like you know, the sidecar. You know, sidecar. Oh. They felt like they were the sidecar. Yeah. Thank you. Well, they, that's where they belong. Because they, they belong sharing oh. the two-seater and the sidecar. Mm-hmm. I'm at the front of the motorcycle holding you're, on to the handlebars. You're behind me with your arms wrapped around my waist. That's how we ride. That's not how we that ride. That is exactly that is how, we ride. how we ride. That is how we ride. I'm no. not riding you on the have, back. You have run. Yeah, you no. ran, run. No, you have, never have. You have been in the shotgun position. Shotgun. I guess, shotgun, I guess it's not a motorcycle. It's not the yeah, sidecar. Yeah. Sidecar, yeah. yeah. I would ride in the sidecar before I would ride in the back of a motorcycle. Really? Oh, yeah. I don't think I could do the sidecar. No, that's ever. why you're always on the back with your arms no, wrapped around my waist. I could do that's it. What happens it if it like comes off and then you got no steering, right? You just wear a helmet. Wear a helmet. That's what's going to yeah. protect you. You're oh. flying down the highway. The yeah. thing loosens and it's lets like go. Like on a what motorcycle and you fall off. Same thing. Boom. No problem. Maybe you're safer in a sidecar then because you got the you got the little thing. Maybe yeah. there's airbags in there. I don't know. I don't know if there's airbags. I don't know. It's not big enough for airbags. It's big enough for airbags. They have airbags. They have airbags that pop out of helmets now when you're falling to the ground. Boom. I think I saw Google a video it. on yeah, that. Yeah, Google it. I think I did see a video mm-hmm. on that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was fun. It was enjoyable. We were celebrating. Well, I think we were just hanging out. Food was terrible. Then it became, I know, I felt Food bad. Food was bad. I felt bad. You shouldn't feel bad. Well, it's an experiment. I kind of talked it up. I talked the restaurant up because yeah. I've been going for lunch. Well, all I've ever heard is really good things about it. Yeah. And then we got there. Yeah. Hardware. Hardware. And I'll still go for lunch. Yeah, I hear lunch is better. Lunch. I think lunch is a lot better. That was the first time I had the dinner menu. Yeah. Uh, and I was not... I wasn't impressed no. myself. Yeah. What are you going to do? But it was good. We got to hang out. We got to hang out. Celebrate Jen's birthday. Yep. I, I forgot her gift. I felt bad about that. Yeah. Why don't you tell everybody what you got her? Uh, I got her a set of Joe Thorne's three new books. This trilogy <laughs> on the church, the heart of the church, the character of the church, and the life of the church. Yeah. Uh, available through Moody Publishers, or you can head on over to the Dr. Devotion website, drdevotion.com there. Click on the store. Click on the books and grab them today he's not joking that's actually what he got her but that is what i got her he's i think i think your wife didn't want to no uh, she play oh yeah she forgot it yeah i'm doing air quotes yeah yeah she forgot it all right so we got a bunch of uh requests lots of them to talk about uh something specific yeah and so we we had a we had planned to talk about something else we for had, the next yeah, we few had weeks a whole, yep exactly and then, and then and then we figured out like We've already kind of covered I that I think stuff. we already did talk so, about it just a little bit. Yeah. So then we just threw yeah. that out. And we're going to do the very thing that we've been asked to do. We're going to talk about the Nashville Statement. Nashville Statement. Now, um, Jimmy, what? why are people asking us to talk about the Nashville Statement? Well, I guess uh, Tuesday, was it? Tuesday, uh, the Council for Biblical Manhood and Womanhood uh, came out with a statement. Or I guess they finalized their the, their draft, I guess. you know, I, It seemed like it had been working, they've been working on this for a while. Um, and they came together, finalized it, uh, I think at the same time as the ERLC, if I'm reading correctly. Um, so it's a statement on, I guess, conservative evangelical view on marriage and transgenderism. Would you, would you word it like that? How would you, 
because they, they do talk yeah. about that. It's it's a it's a statement on um, on marriage, sexual identity, yep, sexual morality, yep. Um, and so it's been getting a lot of play, a lot of press. I mean, all the major newspapers, all news major outlets. Ones. I'm, I'm seeing a bunch of opinions and lots and of Twitter wars. Um, I haven't seen those. But lots okay. of oh man, I I uh, yeah yeah. It's I'm rough. not I'm not it's a big rough. tweeter. Twitter Twitterer, tweeter. I said Twitter. I think Twitter. That, I think Twitter's the right. I don't think Twitter's right. I think Twitter's right. Twitter's definitely not it. No, no. no. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's Twitter. All right. So um, now this is a, we're going to link to it in the show notes, yeah. but you can go to cbmw.org and find it. Um, head on over to the Nashville statement. They've actually got a really slick, easy to use uh, website, you know, web page, whatever, where, um, you know, you can read the preamble, yep. uh, the various articles. There are, uh, what is it? 14 articles, 14 articles. You can um, download the whole thing. You can download it has it. some signers on them. Yeah, these are the initial signatories. The initials, yeah. Some, some of the initial signatories that they might find interesting, uh, Dr. Albert Moeller Jr. President yep. of Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, not my alma mater. Yep. Steve Gaines, president of the Southern Baptist convention. Oh, Legan Duncan. Legan Duncan's That's on there. That's a solid bro right there. That, that, Piper's on there. John Piper. Uh, J.I. Packer. Yep. Everybody yep. knows Wayne that. Grudem. Wait, no Way Wayne. No Way Wayne's on there. But yeah, see? No Way said No Way. We got uh, H.B. Never mind, I can't H. B. It. Stop it. H.B. <laughs> Charles Jr. H.B., yep. Uh, Christopher Ewan. R.C. Sproul. Now listen, Christopher Ewan um, is a guy, he's a speaker and an author. He's at Moody Bible Institute. Um, we've heard him speak before. Uh, he is a guy who uh, was very involved. See, I don't even know how to explain somebody else's story, um, but he was uh, homosexual, uh, same-sex attraction, was deep into the homosexual lifestyle. His story is very compelling, uh, very painful, uh, but also filled with a lot of hope because God got a hold of him. He's been converted. And what I like about Christopher Ewan is that um, he really pushes the idea like, listen, God is not calling me to live um, a, a heterosexual life uh, where I'm married to a woman. He's calling me to holiness. Yeah. And so in, so my, my sexual identity just needs to be holy. And so if I'm just single and I'm honoring the Lord and all of this, it's really interesting. And I actually like what he has to say. Uh, anybody else on here you want to mention? Uh, let's see. I saw Maddie Chan, Maddie Chan. Oh, Paige Patterson, Paige Patterson, Paige Patterson, uh, Rosaria Warner. Butterfield. Uh, oh, I saw what's it? Alistair Begg. McDonald is on there. J Mac. Yep. J, I guess say JD Greer. Uh, yeah, but there's a lot of really good guys here. Dang. Oh, Sam Storms. Yeah, I saw. Yep. Sam uh, Storms. Yeah, he's solid. Uh, See, Alistair Roberts. Nobody cares about this. Ray Ortland. Now we're all just kind of going through. No, Owen Strayan. Yeah, yeah, skip that column. See Ben Mitchell. Oh, Jackie Hill Perry. Where's that? Way at the bottom. Oh. oh. They put her way at the bottom because she's a woman? Because she's a minority (laughs) woman. They put her way at the bottom of the list. (laughs) <laughs> Which is why now I appreciate Article Three of this. <laughs> Listen, um, yeah, you know. Anyway, it, it might have been alphabetized. No, it's not. No, Dang it's it. definitely I really not. Gonna, I was trying to actually. No, say it's that. not. I was like, oh, maybe it's alphabetized. Look at okay. that, man. It's, it's it's her and then Colin Smothers. 
Like, nobody knows who that is. So they just put her way at the bottom. Jeez. Sorry, Jackie. We love you, Jackie. Okay. First of all, Colin Smothers is the executive director for the Council of Biblical Manhood and Womanhood. Yeah. Listen, the only the only reason anybody would know his name is because they would think he's one of the Smothers brothers that was popular in the sixties <laughs> and seventies. All right. So let's talk about it. We're gonna get into the. We're gonna get into yeah. it. Oh, Don J- Whitney. Don. Yeah, I like him. Don Whitney. You know, Sorry, I'm looking at more signs. I think I think I'm gonna change his name to Don Whitey. Because so he look, is so like, she was she wait, was one was, of the initial signatories. Yeah. Sorry, Jackie Hill. And then there's a bunch of other signers. Yeah. Yeah. Right, keep going. Sorry. Yeah, well, you, you didn't figure that out yet? No, I did. I'm just trying to differentiate the difference. Wait, yeah? Yeah. Right, Nick Batzig. Nick Batzig. Where? Where's Nick? Uh, one oh, of the David signers. Fowler. That's my I don't know who that guy is. No, that's not that's not related to you. Shh. Yeah, I know it. Who else we got? You guys can skip ahead a couple 30 second bits or whatever while we're doing this. Uh, let's see. Uh, that's all. That's it. I don't see anybody. It. That's, that's okay. it. Nobody. Nobody else. Yeah. Nick Betsy. Boy, man, Nick got in there. Yeah, yeah, Bob yeah. Coughlin. No, yeah, you, no, you guys aren't big enough. They can't be the initial signatories. Mm. All right, so Jimmy, you read this. Some people are losing their minds about this. Losing they, their they minds. They feel like this is an attack, uh, a hateful, mean-spirited, primitive attack on... People in our okay. culture who view sexual identity uh, and morality different than we do. Um, so, do you affirm this aggressive attack, or do you <laughs> reject it? What is your take on it? Overall, I, big picture. A big picture. Uh, I mean, I affirm the statement. Uh, I don't see it as a aggressive attack. No, no. Just see it as a like a as a as a passive attack. A pa- oh, it's very passive. It's a very passive attack. <laughs> No, I just thought I thought it was pretty well written. I thought it was very well thought out. I, I appreciated how it was laid out with, you know, the affirmations and denials, making mm-hmm. it very clear. Here's what we for. Here's what we're against. Right. Um, there was a number of things. I, I think I, I mentioned to Joe that I um, let's go through I the article. We'll go through yeah. one by one. We'll go through right. the article. We're going to go one by one. What about you? Don't want to do preamble. Preamble's just there. Yeah. yeah read the preamble. Right. You know, it's it, it's I don't know. It's like five paragraphs. They can read it. It's good. Uh, yeah, you guys read it. Read it. Bottom line. Uh, we believe that God's design for his creation as way of salvation served to bring him the greatest glory and bring us the greatest good. Yeah. And listen, here's the I thing. I like how I summarized the whole preamble I, right there. I do. It. It's really good. Mm-hmm. You saved us from having to do, do, do hey, the whole You're preamble, welcome. So. You're welcome. Um, you know, people are acting like they, like they just got hit in the head with... Uh, a hammer like what what is this all about like what the, people are responding to this statement as if it's some new thing this is there's nothing to be surprised about this here. is what we believe forever yeah. so forever what? well okay so not forever uh but this is this forever. is forever <laughs> um like we this is what the church has articulated uh for a long long time uh why why are they acting so surprised do you think like why why is such a why are they so aghast at at the Nashville statement. Well, I think because uh, our culture and even some churches have gone like there's been, there's been such a sway. And I think there was even somewhere they're talking about in one article I was reading that um, 98% of the LGBT community feel like they are more accepted now than they were 10 oh, for sure. years ago. Yeah. But then also out of those, I think they said 40 something percent or 50 percent, maybe even 60. I, I got to go look through the stats again. Uh, uh, identify themselves as Christians. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. And so there's that feeling of then, well, hold on. Why, why, if we're not, we're, uh, if you don't accept us and then you, you think that to anyone that affirms us, mm-hmm. 
uh, is outside of uh, evangelical Christianity, mm-hmm. then where does that leave us? Right. Right. Because for them, it, this is very much a civil rights issue. Correct. This is uh, this is who they are. Um, they want to be recognized as, uh, and they want to be recognized as who they say they are, uh, and they want to be recognized for their their values, their beliefs. That they don't want to be discriminated against. And of course, we don't want anybody to be discriminated against. No, uh, no. Everybody. This is America. You know, freedom for everybody. America, uh, equal rights. But. Um, I get that, you know, they're, they're, they're sensing this as, wow, we're finally accepted. And now you're coming out and you're saying that this is wrong. Uh, it's hard to not conclude for them that, okay, so you're against us. Uh, and I think it's, and I'm not, I'm not going to pitch the line where you, you hate the sin, but love the sinner. Cause I yeah, think that's confusing yeah. to people. Um, just listen, let's love people. Okay. And now you can love people and clearly articulate what is sin, what is wrong, um, without demonizing them. So I think that they have a hard time understanding like, well, how can you not be against me as a person when you make a statement that says, I don't have a right to define who I am sexually. So I think there's a, there's a, there's a, there's an understandable sensitivity to the issue yeah. based on where people are at, but this is nothing new. This is what the church has articulated for a very long time, and but we're and we're articulating it now because of this moral philosophical crisis about sexual identity uh, and sexual morality. Right? Correct. Yeah, and I'm sorry. I'm trying to find that uh, I was wrong. It was 92 percent mm. of the LGBT community feels like. Now they feel more accepted than they were. When I was in high school, ten years, if we ago. thought you were gay, uh, they would call you fag, and you'd get pounded. Yeah, that was the eighties. Like they were, oh, like, yeah. that that. So it and there there were there's a couple of guys that I went to school with who people might have said that they were gay, but everybody called everybody gay if they didn't like them. But those two guys were not out, could not be out, and it wasn't until years later that they did come out, and you know they're on Facebook and they're very open about it. And they're not only do they sense a self a, a sense, not only do they seem to have a sense of acceptance by their peers in general, yeah. but when they do get the occasional pushback, they um, they see themselves as having the the higher moral ground uh, to say like you are being a discriminatory and a bigot and we're just mm-hmm. going to crush you. So yeah, it makes sense to me. Yeah, no. And I think, um, well, yeah, I don't want to go into that story. Never mind. All right. So bottom line, people are sensitive about it, but yeah. we both, Jimmy and I both, uh, agree with the Nashville statement. We Absolutely. like yep. the Nashville statement. We don't find any problems with it. No. There's always, you could always say more. You, you could always say things different. Certain things. Yeah. And there's a lot of nitpicking going on with this. Yeah. But in general, why it was written and how it is written, we like it. And so one of the things we can say is, hey, Denny Burke, you're the president of ERLC. Yeah. Good Good job. You're the president of the uh, CBFW. I'm yeah. sorry. I, that's, I, he's not yeah. the president yeah. of the Russell year. Moore. Russell Moore is, Moore but is don't the worry president. about it. Don't worry about it's it. It's all kind of like blending together in my head today. Mm. I'm the, uh, so I was referring to the Danvers statement. We were chatting about this yep. earlier and not yep. uh, the Nashville statement. So Denny Burke, president of the uh, CBMW. New president, right? Like yep. in a year or two, year and a half. Yeah. Doing a great job. Yep. All right. So let's just go through it in case you guys haven't read it yet. There are 14 articles. We'll start with article one. Article one. Uh, we affirm that God has designed marriage to be a covenantal, sexual, procreative, lifelong union of one man and one woman as husband and wife and is is meant to signify the covenant love between Christ and his bride, the church. I like it. Bam. That's pretty, that's, that's pretty good stuff. It's pretty basic stuff, right? So marriage is designed between, to be between uh, a man and a woman. Uh, So we have, we have that, Uh, but it's also 
pitching it as uh, as a covenant. Yeah. And as a, like. as and a representative of Christ and the church, so it's a, um, it's not just hitting the the heterosexual thing. Yeah, um, it is. Uh, it's, it's establishing a number of principles for us. We don't go into all of them, of course. But not only is it covenantal sexual procreative, but it's also lifelong union. That's yep. the idea. Yeah, that's the ideal. So love that. And what about the denial? Uh, we deny that God has designed marriage to be a homosexual, polygamous. Nope. Polygamous. Nope. Polygamorizing. Nope. Polygamous. Polygamous. You know what, dude? Tell me that I. I was tell so, me at the beginning. Just tell me at the beginning that okay, I wasn't try pronouncing it right. Try the nice one. Oh, hey, uh, uh, polyamorous. Hey, you got that one. Because I know that word because I heard it in a song once. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the, none Polygam- of those things. Marriage yeah, is not is designed to be any of those things. polygamous, polyamorous relationship. We also deny that marriage is a mere human contract rather than a covenant made before God. Boom. That's good stuff. That's really good stuff. Right. You can't have any problem yeah, with that I, I unless you object really... to what the Bible teaches about marriage. So come on. Yeah, that's really it's going to be. Really, the people's issue is going to be about between a man and a woman. That's really, right. it, it, you know what I mean? That's the yeah. only issue that somebody is going to have. Um, and they're going to have an issue with this whole statement regardless of that. Right. Also, you know, it came out of Nashville. Some people ain't going to like it just because it's Nashville. Uh, you know what? The mayor of Nashville is not happy. Yeah, I know. This doesn't represent this my doesn't, town. This does not uh, represent uh, us. It's, a, it's not about the town. It's about where the statement comes from. The Nashville statement. Anyways. Uh, article two. We affirm. I got a nice short one. We affirm that God's revealed will for all people is chastity outside of marriage and fidelity within marriage. Mm. That's great. I love That's it. Good. Right. So not just no sex before marriage, but no sex outside of marriage. Once you're married, you stay with and are faithful to your spouse, your husband, or your wife. We deny that any affections, desires, or commitments ever justify sexual intercourse before or outside of marriage, nor do they justify any form of sexual immorality. That's mm-hmm. a general statement, but it covers a lot. And the essentially the what the, the point that's being made here is there is no justifiable reason. For you to have sex outside of marriage, you know, before or after you're joined together, there is no justifiable cause. Um, not, not like, well, I feel more in love. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this my, my my marriage is essentially over. So, what do I care about that? Yeah, no good reason. So, I like this chastity, fidelity. It's good. Boom. Article three. We affirm that God created Adam and Eve, the first human beings, in His own image. Equal before God as persons and distinct as male and female. Nothing new there. Mm-hmm. We deny, and here's actually what I told Joe when we were talking about this. Uh, this article, is Jimmy's favorite article. This is my, yeah, this is my favorite article. This is probably the most exciting thing for me outside of uh, 14, Article 14, uh, that for me came out of this, this statement. Uh, we deny that the divinely ordained differences between male and female render them unequal in dignity or worth. I appreciated that they wanted to reaffirm this statement and, and make it very clear, uh, because while uh, CBMW has has always uh, stated uh, this that this denial, right that that men are that men and women are may have different roles but are equal, right? So they, they're, they're 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 clarifying that men and women are equal in dignity and yes. worth. Why but, do you care? But maybe in practice. For some individuals, 
it did not, it, it didn't really come off that way. Some of the writing in CBMW. Some of the writing didn't, I, I, I just couldn't jive with it. I couldn't go with it. it well, felt, that just couldn't jive with it, huh? I, well, I, I became. I felt like there was a little less, a I, little more than that. A little more than not jiving. Okay. Well, here's the thing, Joe. When uh, when I talk to you about certain yeah. things, mm-hmm. that's, that's not for podcast things. No. Just because I would yell and scream. There was a little throw, volume. I, yeah. I was, okay, yes, there's some writings I would get angry at. I hey, was let's, just I'll, let's just say it. CBMW, you write some stupid stuff sometimes. I and I, I would don't just, mind saying that. I, I know, but I'm trying to be as. But there's just some things that like <laughs> I would just I couldn't believe some of the things that they would say. Like, be submissive to your husband despite the domestic abuse. Like, go home. You know, like that's just the kind of stuff I just want to. All right. Now, was that was that CBMW that actually said that? Uh, that that might be a uh, a reference to a a. a, a statement okay well i was gonna say a signatory oh, a i'm sorry member yes, of the council. that's right i didn't don't that doesn't matter who said it yeah doesn't matter who said it i'll we'll bleep, just we'll bleep it out we'll bleep we'll bleep it out <laughs> we'll bleep it out um right, anyway so you love this yeah this but is I, really but good. i love this though because i think that's i think it's right i think that there have been and even even let's just say not even say like a higher up when i uh, you know, quote unquote uh leader is like that but even i think at for some people i've i've seen it at the local level, not here per se, but I'm talking right. about in, in the church where uh, a husband would lord this over yeah. their their spouse. Yeah. Um, and I think this is just, this is the affirmation, the reaffirmation that I appreciated that I, I felt like when Denny uh, wrote kind of this one piece, his initial uh, introduction mm-hmm. to taking over, he referenced this. Yep. And I, for me, that's I'm remembering back to that yep. thinking. I remember that day. It. I remember, yeah, thinking. Well, I, I am so thankful for for God bringing Denny Burke to. That's the day you stopped yelling. That was the day I Denny stopped Burke, yelling. Thank you. Denny for... Burke became. <laughs> <laughs> he's the Jimmy. Whis- he's the Fofo whisperer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was so happy. This is the. Anyways, I, this was. I was excited about this. Yeah, because we're just we're 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 passionate about what God says in His Word. Yes. Um, and that means we're passionate about. Our, our families yes. and men and women and our roles. And anytime uh, there is injustice and oppression, it tends to trigger us, yeah. right? So it can be spouse, if spousal abuse is a trigger for us, I, we don't get triggered about like that many things. Yeah. Like spousal abuse, uh, racism, men wearing short pants out in the city. <laughs> like there are certain intinction. things. Intinction. <laughs> there are certain things that trigger us. And so like when we see people who are on the right side in general of an argument or a truth, uh, saying things that I think are dangerous as it relates to men and, and women, husbands and wives. And, yeah. yeah, we get a little worked up. So right. anyways, but I'm, I'm really statement. thankful for this article. All right, Article 4, we affirm that divinely ordained differences between male and female reflect God's original creation design and are meant for human good and human flourishing. We deny that such differences are a result of the fall or are a tragedy to be overcome. So big statement here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are different. Men and women are different, essentially, like in our in some of our roles and in some of our, uh, maybe essentially we're the same, right? Maybe, maybe that's the wrong word. I probably shouldn't use the word essentially. But we are different in certain ways uh, at the creation level yeah. for, uh, for human good and flourishing so that uh, what happens in the church and what happens in the home happens in an orderly way where different... People are bringing different gifts, strengths, and influences, um, and so the this this complementarian principle yeah. here uh, is not something to be overcome, and it isn't the result of a fall. That's nope. that's nothing new here for us. Article five: We affirm that the differences between male and female reproductive structures are integral to God's design for self-conception as male or female. I think we should define 
self-conception here because i I think you know we talked about this a little bit joe and i did because i think in our culture they we always talk about self-identify and self-identity yeah and so our self-identity is is very subjective based on what uh what we desire to be identified with am i yeah that's that's how i understand it and i think this when they're speaking of self-conception here i I think they're basically saying i think i think what my reading of it as we've gone through this now a few times is it is our understanding of ourselves in accordance with the way God has designed us. Yeah. I think that's so, so self-conception with another way, I guess you can say self-realized. No. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, it's, I guess I'm just making sure like I know words mean things. So I'm just trying to understand why conception. Yeah. Well, so what's the point here though, right? The difference between male and female reproductive structures are integral uh, to God's design for who we know ourselves to be mm. as male and female. Gotcha. And so then we deny that physical anomalies or psychological conditions nullify the God-appointed link between biological sex and self-conception as male or female. So when we talk about physical anomalies, are, are we talking about uh, those born with both? Sure. Um, I would imagine any uh, anomaly or condition that makes it harder to discern or understand. And so in that, uh, in that case, how, how is discernment well, possible? I mean, I know we're, we're, this, is like, this is way outside of our... Yeah. I mean, listen, the last, you know, in my last uh, medical ethics class, um, oh, when okay. we, uh, Never mind yeah, no, I didn't. Oh, I was about to say, I was like, dang, uh, okay. No, I was actually no, really impressed. I was no. like, we're, this is way outside our scope. No. And then you bring out medical ethics no, and I'm no, like, oh, no. no, well, Joe surprises me. Yeah, no, I just lie. That's what I do. Um, <laughs> should we Google it? So basically they're not really providing an, a, a, a path like to, to answer those questions. They're just saying the anomalies or the conditions do not nullify the link between biological self and uh, biological sex and self conception okay. as male and females. So uh, I don't know. I mean, whether what, what do you do when there's that sort of a thing? Can you test to see like what X Y chromosome yeah, or chromosome, yeah. chromosome? I don't know. But um, but the but the reproductive structures yes are integral to help us understand who we are as male and female That's as God has designed right. All right, Joe, Article 6? Article 6. We affirm that those born with a physical disorder of sex development are created in the image of God and have dignity and worth equal to all other image bearers. They are acknowledged by our Lord Jesus in his words about, quote, eunuchs who were born that way from their mother's womb, end quote. With all others, they are welcomed as faithful followers of Jesus Christ and should embrace their biological sex insofar as it may be known. So maybe that's part of getting to what you were saying. Like we listen, there is yeah. brokenness in the world. Uh, we have disease and deformity, all kinds of things. Sometimes it just we just might not have the answers that we want to have. Uh, and so as far as we can understand ourselves um, as creating God's image, great. Um, but ultimately what it's saying here is that you find your identity not in your biological um makeup you ultimately find your your true identity in i think jesus and we can follow him and uh and be uh, one who is uh considered to be a, a follower of of christ hmm. a faithful follower we deny that ambiguities related to a person's biological sex render one incapable of living a fruitful life and joyful obedience to christ in other words um you might be what evil people might call a freak because they can't understand because maybe you were born with um, 
sexual organs, uh, two, you know, uh, two sexual organs of a male and a female, right? Yeah. Um, or you may be, you, you may have certain conditions that are true about you that people would not, un, not understand, not know how to make it. So they would want to hurl accusations or say bad things about you. And what the article is saying is, listen, none of that has any bearing on who you are as God has made you, it doesn't have any bearing on who you are before Christ. You can have a fruitful life and joyful obedience to Jesus. Um, your limitations physically or your um, conditions psychologically, whatever these problems are, um, do not rob you of your worth, your dignity, or yeah. your ability to be a part of God's people. Article 7, we affirm that self-conception as male or female should be defined by God's holy purposes in creation and redemption as revealed in scripture. That's good. We deny that adopting a homosexual or transgender self-conception is consistent with God's holy purposes in creation and redemption. This is a good one. Yeah. Um, you know, I, there, there are, I mean, I might've actually said some of this a little bit differently, but then again, I'm not as smart as most of the guys who yeah. signed this thing. Yeah. I'm, you ain't no Denny Burke. So, uh, no, nah, I'm not talking about Denny, but, uh, oh, please, uh, Denny. Uh, oh, please. Come Denny. On. First of all, he's named after a, a restaurant, a breakfast restaurant. Okay. So all, that number one, all I know is, did you see that picture of Denny riding a skateboard? that's like a 35 year old guy with a belly. Come on, stop that. That ain't going to work. Oh, you're just jealous. Right. No, I'm not. Uh, you're uh, jealous. Uh, you know what I'm jealous of? That thick hair he's got. That thick hair? He's got a thick head of hair. You're also jealous of his, uh, mm -hmm. you know, what? dancing abilities, his singing abilities. That's not Denny Burke. No, oh, that was Burke Parsons! You're Burke so... Burke Parsons! You blew it! I get it. confused! You blew it! All white people look the same! Oh my I gosh, I couldn't figure out so which one it. they was. <sighs> oh, they don't look the same at all. Yeah, they do. No, they do not. Oh, I'm putting a side by side all right now. Go ahead. We'll I'm put it in the show notes. Side. We'll put it in the show notes. Denny Burke and Burke Parsons. Denny now, Burke. Uh, if you don't, and for, for those of you who don't understand, uh, just Google <laughs> Burke Parson, I think Backstreet, Backstreet Boys. Boys, and then you'll know what we're talking about. Okay. So what, what, you were just reading this thing, self-conception. Uh, yeah. Uh, are, we deny uh, uh, that adopting a homosexual okay. transgender. Yeah. So basically your understanding of yourself as male or female has to be connected to God's holy purposes in both creation and redemption. So in other words, the scripture is going to have to bear the full weight of itself on you for understanding what it means to be a man or a woman. And the idea that we could adopt a homosexual or a transgender understanding of who we are as essential to our core is inconsistent with God's purposes in creation and redemption. Mm -hmm. And we're going to see why as this thing plays itself out. Okay. Oh, go ahead. What are you, you going to say? No, I was going to say, you're right. They don't, they uh, don't look alike. That, that no. smile looks really, the eyes, everything. No. Uh, Burke, you kind of get lost in his eyes. Denny, you run. No, what? What? Burke could never be a Backstreet Boy. Uh, Burke is the Backstreet Boy. Oh, I'm sorry, Denny See, could See, you're getting confused no, too. No, you confused you me. You got confused All too. All right, whatever. All right, continue. Article 8. Article 8. Is this me? This is you. All right, we affirm that people who experience sexual attraction for the same sex may live a rich and fruitful life pleasing to God through faith in Jesus Christ as they, like all Christians, walk in purity of life. I love this statement. Yeah. Because it's saying that, listen, there are people who, now maybe they'll identify as a homosexual um, because they have this sexual attraction for people of the same sex. And what Article 8 says is, listen, you can have that attraction. That might be in you for whatever reason. We're not getting into that right now. No, no. And you can still live a fruitful life pleasing to God through faith in Jesus as you, like all others, or as they, like all others, 
walk in purity of life. Now, this purity of life, of course, isn't perfect. None of us can do that. But it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that simply because you have a desire in your heart that, um, that you have this inclination, that you have this temptation, we could yeah. call it, that it now somehow means that you can't actually follow Jesus and be faithful and live in purity. It says that we deny that sexual attraction for the same sex is a part of the natural goodness of God's original creation, or that it puts a person outside of the hope of the gospel. So, we deny two things here. Sexual attraction for the same sex is a part of God's natural goodness. It, it's not. Um, it, that is a result of the fall. Um, but we also would say sexual attraction for the same sex does not put someone outside of the hope of the gospel. Yeah. Um, the, the hope of the gospel is for all sinners, gay, straight, and whatever. Article 9, and I, I love this one. Uh, we affirm that sin distorts sexual desires by directing them away from the marriage covenant and towards sexual immorality, a distortion that includes both heterosexual and homosexual immorality. I, I mean, I just love that because a lot of times uh, there's this focus on same-sex marriage, same-sex marriage, trans, you know, transgender and, and all that. And I hope, I would hope that for those of us that are uh, uh, really excited or passionate about this Nashville statement are also passionate about the sanctity of heterosexual marriage. Right. Because in our, in our, even within our churches, you know, we, they, we've thrown out those stats of like 50%. I don't think that's right. I think actually, we know it's not right. We know it's not right. I think uh, Stetzer clarified Stetzer a lot did of that, that two yeah. years ago. It's like he said, it's, we're uh, practicing. Christians uh, are thirty five percent less likely to get divorced to, to yeah. get to get divorced, you know. But still, there's still an, you know, there's some legitimate in there, you know, uh, because of marriage and fidelity. And um, but either way, what I'm trying to get to is I hope that we are are passionate about marriages uh, in in the church. But I'm talking about like our own marriage. Are we as right. passionate about our marriage, protecting our spouse, loving our spouse, serving our spouse, mm-hmm. sacrificing for our spouse, and as church leaders? Are we uh, as passionate about protecting the sanctity of marriage within our congregation? Right, right. I think that's. I think you're right because what what you're here you're hitting at very subtly is hypocrisy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to say it in a nice way. No, yeah, it's great. You stopped yelling. Thanks, Denny. You got Jimmy to stop yelling. I know Denny's so um, great. I, I gotta shake that man. Can I send him some bourbon? Okay. No, you can't send Denny Burke bourbon. Why not? Yeah, I'm sure he's got to be a teetotaler. Look at that guy. What? I could send them some Pepsi. Yeah, there you go. All right, I'll send them. Southern people like Pepsi. All right, I'll send them a Pepsi. So, um, what were we talking about? We're talking about hypocrisy. Hypocrisy. And I'm not yelling anymore. Hypocrisy. So, you know, it's like you always see the the politician, uh, the leader who is a super outspoken guy on homosexuality and the dangers of of sexual immorality, and then you find homeboy. Uh, at some gay massage parlor or hooking up with some dude in the bathroom at an airport. And that and it's it's not so much that a person has fallen. It's not so much that a person got caught in sin. It's that they were so loud and proud about yeah. being against the very sin that they were enjoying. That kind of hypocrisy hurts and it hurts people. Yeah. And so like what you're saying, Jimmy, and I agree that people who are for the Nashville Statement are, should not be people that see merely the danger of, you know, um, the homosexual ethic or transgenderism as a movement and an ideology. Uh, they should also see the danger 
of weak marriages yes. um, in their own church. And so all of this should matter because we actually love God, the glory of God, salvation, and the sanctity of marriage itself. And so finishing up Article 9, we deny that an enduring pattern of desire for sexual immorality justifies sexually immoral behavior. Right. I think we all are on that same page. Article right. 10, I think this is where you kind of get uh, the heart of it here. We affirm that it is sinful to approve of homosexual immorality or transgenderism, and that such approval constitutes an essential departure from Christian faithfulness and witness. So really what it's speaking about here are especially those churches, those leaders, those organizations that want to say, hey, we approve, we affirm. That's the word that's oftentimes used. We want to affirm those who are um, LGBTQ. Um, we love you. You are welcome here. And now a part of that is somewhat confusing for people because everybody's welcome at Redeemer Fellowship. Correct. Everybody's welcome. You, I don't care if you're gay, straight, atheist, Muslim, like whatever you are, you are welcome to come to worship with us at Redeemer or not, maybe not worship with you. You're come to see what's it all about. Like whatever. Nobody's going to be turned away at the door. Yeah. Um, unless they're wielding a weapon or something <laughs> like that. And then they're going to get put down at they're the They're going to be put down pretty quick. But I would say this, that um, we can only affirm what is good good according to scripture and we must therefore reject what is evil according to scripture yeah. and sex outside of marriage between a man and a woman is something that we see very plainly to be sin so we're not going to affirm can't affirm to affirm the, these sorts of things is to depart from christian witness we deny that the approval of homosexual immorality or transgenderism is a matter of moral indifference about which otherwise faithful Christians should agree to disagree. So in other words, here we're saying that, uh, listen, this is not where we're just, hey, you know what, you think, uh, you believe in that crazy premillennialism, mm -hmm. uh, we believe in a biblical amillennialism, but you know, what are you going to do? Like, we're all okay. Uh, well, we can get along. We're saying like, no, this is a, this is a more serious matter than that. We can't yeah. just agree to disagree. Um, we actually need to... Um, work this out, talk it out, and make some statements that are pretty clear. Article 11, we affirm our duty to speak the truth in love at all times, including when we speak to or about another as male or female. I love that because mm. what, he, what he's really trying to get to is it's unloving for even what you're talking about in Article 10 to say, I agree to disagree. It's, it's unloving to kind of uh, wash over it and avoid it and uh, not state clearly right. what God's holy and good purpose and design has been. So you got these two you got these two extremes, right? On the one hand, you've got like the hey man, it's all good, no worry, we'll just yeah. agree to disagree. And on the other hand, you've got the uh bashers, right? Yeah. The the people that are just clubbing people and they're unkind. And neither is neither is loving. Right. And so here it's saying we speak the truth in love. We deny any obligation to speak in such ways that dishonor God's design of his image bearers as male and female. And again, that's for both. Right. Right. I like it. Uh, Twelve, we affirm that the grace of God in Christ gives both merciful pardon and transforming power. And that this pardon and power enable a follower of Jesus to put to death sinful desires and to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. Now, anybody that reads that who's familiar with Christian theology goes, no, duh, of mm -hmm. course. This is a, but this is, this is being spoken in the context of the debate about who am I and what am I supposed to do and what is expected of me as a person who Correct. has these desires that might be in conflict with what God's Word says. And so the emphasis here is what? God does two things. Merciful pardon, right? You are forgiven of all of your sins, past, present, and future, because yep. of Christ's death and resurrection and there is transforming power because of that death and resurrection and this enables you to put to death 
those sinful desires, mm-hmm. uh, to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, right? Colossians 3, 5, and all of that. So we've, we've got this principle that we know to be true as Christians. We can kill sin. Yeah. We can follow the Lord. Well, none of us can do that perfectly. We're going to continue to struggle. We're, con- we're going to continue to be tempted and to fall in those temptations. But overall, what we see is God giving us power to walk in a new life and begin to overcome progressively and hopefully increasingly so the sins in our lives. This is true not only for the straight man, but for the gay man. Yeah. And it says we deny that the grace of God in Christ is insufficient to forgive all sexual sins and to give power for holiness to every believer who feels drawn into sexual sin. So first of all, there is a divine power in the grace of God that forgives all sins, all sexual sins. So anybody who has fallen in sexual sin, I'm a dude that fell into sexual sin before my conversion. Uh, And so listen, all sexual sins are forgiven. And those who are tempted in sexual sin, we are given divine power to fight against and to overcome. This is a truth that we affirm, so we deny that the grace of God is insufficient for these things. Article 13, we affirm that the grace of God in Christ enables sinners to forsake transgender self-conceptions and by divine forbearance to accept the God-ordained link between one's biological sex and one's self-conception as male or female. So it's the power of God again. Right. And uh, it enables them to have a proper understanding of who they are according to God's design. We deny that the grace of God in Christ sanctions self-conceptions that are at odds with God's revealed will. So what does that mean? Uh, that the grace of God in Christ sanctions that, uh, it's almost like, uh, what's that? How does Paul put it? Uh, uh, like I, I sin and the grace of God's abound so I could sin more. You know what I mean? Like, do you remember what I'm talking about? Yeah. Romans no, 6. But, yeah. But he's saying, don't do that. He's saying, right. no, you don't, you don't do that. You don't yeah. take it as a, as a, like a, a party favor, you know? Uh, and so I think here, just because that there's, there's grace, God gives grace. That doesn't mean he's sanctioning yeah. self conceptions that are at odds with what he has revealed to right. be his holy, good and purposeful will. Yeah. That's, that's really good. What's that, where's that verse? Now it's going to kill me. I can't think of the word. I can't think of well, the it's verse. Romans six. I think it's verse one. Um, they, they can look it up. Like don't take advantage is really, you know, like don't sit there and keep thinking. Shall I continue in sin that grace may abound? Yes. By no means. By something, no means. something like that. Thank, right. Thank you. Yes. All right. Now I feel so, better. I feel released. Yeah. I didn't have to look it up though. It's just, my yeah, I know you're so smart. Um, article 14. Well, hang, hang oh, on. Let me just let me just say this. This whole idea of like, no, I get to create my own reality. I get to say who I am. I get to determine myself, uh, who I am, um, is 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 not just at odds with Scripture, but it also is so clearly make believe. I, I just like I'm just going to decide I am whatever is is not at. It doesn't reflect reality. Um, I can think I am a million different things, but it doesn't just because I think it doesn't make me that thing. Just because I feel it doesn't make yeah. me that thing. So, I like this article as well. Article fourteen, the last article, oh, best part. Best, I know best part because it's the gospel. It's just the gospel. We affirm that Christ Jesus has come into the world to save sinners, and that through Christ's death and resurrection, forgiveness of sins and eternal life are available to every person who repents of sin and trusts in Christ alone as Savior, Lord, and supreme treasure. Mm. We deny that the Lord's arm is too short to save or that any sinner is beyond his reach. Listen, people, 
you should be able to read all of this and get to Article 14, and that should make the Article 14 in what it says should make the previous 13 articles matter to us because we're not just debating sexual morality. Yeah. What we're ultimately doing is we're making an appeal to the world to see their sin and to see Jesus as the Savior. So this matters. The Nashville Statement is good. It matters. People are getting bent out of shape because they don't know what Christians believe or because they don't think Christians should believe them, which is their right, or because they think Christians shouldn't be allowed to articulate them, which is not their right, at least not in uh, America. We have the right to do this. Um, but as Christians, we have the responsibility to do this. Nashville Statement, Jimmy, I like it. You yeah, like it? I'm on it. Yeah, I'm in it. All right, cool. If they want to support the podcast, uh, how do they do that? Well, you can give us your opinions. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head out to the website, DoctrineDevotion.com. There you can hit uh, the sign-up page for our email blast. You can contact us or you can hit up the store and grab some merchandise. You know what else they should do? They should go to iTunes and write... An honest five-star review? An honest five-star mm, review. I forgot but, you know, about that. But, but, but here's the thing. We got a lot of reviews on there. You guys have been so super kind to us. But how about this? I want to see a couple of really long reviews. Wait, why? Because like, I want to see how long somebody can make it. I don't want to read <laughs> that. that. Would be awesome. I'm not going to read it. I just want to see it. I'm not going to read that. I ain't got time to read that. Fresh Pod every Monday and Thursday. Don't Blog say post it. Wednesdays. Yeah, Video been. content on yep, every Friday. Fridays. Because I'm doing that. Later. Later.